following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down handoff, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. And welcome to a Thursday edition of Talking Cowboys. I'd say we're about halfway to the Lions game. And we have a halfway edition of Talking Cowboys <laughs> to get started. We're in the halfway house. Oh, oh, now we're in the three-quarters house. Mickey, you might want to get that door as you come in here. Mickey Spagnola after doing local radio. What, Broadus is missing? Broadus is missing in action to no start way. the show today. He's sticking Uh-oh. right up your rear here. Oh, <laughs> oh. That's serious if he is. That's exactly right, because uh, there's no one as committed to this show as Brian Broadus, wouldn't you say? No, I'd say Mickey's pretty close. Yeah, but when you're doing when you're writing Scout's Eye, you got to make sure your eyes are good and checked, and the vision's yeah, good, that's and that's where he's at right now. Okay. He's at the eye doctor. He couldn't change it, and hopefully he's back by the end of the show. We'll see. Okay, he plans to be here, so yeah. we turn the halfway house into the three quarters house for now. Was he having trouble with his eyes, or I, just an eye appointment? I just think it's a regular checkup. Oh, nothing, okay. nothing, yeah, nothing to be dire. alarmed about. Yeah, I think he's fine. Oh, we're all healthy. There's, you're there's, healthy. I am healthy. People questioning <laughs> his eyesight when it comes to some players. Or or watching tape, right? <laughs> yeah, See, right. it wears you out. Exactly. Yeah, that, that could be a problem. You can understand that. Part yep. of the gig. Yep, yeah. That's right. Oh, this is my eye appointment. I guess I can miss talking Cowboys if I have an eye appointment. Oh, yeah, but, oh boy. No, I'm just joking. Oh, no, okay. you're not. All right. No, I have one coming up. Okay. Yeah. I've put off mine. I'm... I've been getting I'm getting text messages from my eye doctor. Well, you know, here's the deal. I mean, I I I wear glasses to read, right? right. So I go in every year, and I know what they're going to tell me. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, your eyes aren't getting any better. It's like I don't need you to tell me that. And have they told you you need cataract me. surgery? Uh, no, they have not told me that they yet. They told me that. Really? No way. Yeah. Is it cataract or glaucoma? It cataract. No, it's cataract. Yeah. Yeah. Not glaucoma <laughs> surgery. <laughs> you guys aren't that old. It right? happens. Yeah. Because you, yeah, you start it, not seeing well at night. I haven't really noticed that. I just okay. went for a regular checkup, and he said, "You know what? We probably you probably need to have cataract surgery." Because I've always wanted to do the laser. I wear contacts, right? And then he tells me it's just. I mean, I wouldn't even need contacts anymore. So why not get it done? And then I talked to all these other people who've had it done. It's no problem, you know. But yeah. I just haven't done it. You know. Yeah. It he said that at, at some point. It'll be, you'll just wake up one day and it, it's, you'll be, I don't know if it's, is it cloud over? I don't yeah. know exactly how, how it works. And then but. I'm told that when you're driving, like at night, the, the, I drive at night a lot. The so. lights, the lights coming at you, oh, okay. it starts glaring, like it's not clear. And that's what, kind of an idea that it's coming up. Kind of like driving drunk. Well, I don't know about <laughs> that. <laughs> not that I do that. <laughs> Thank, thank God. It has the same effect. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we're not all that healthy on this show. No. Like we're not. I mean, you know what? You know what? The... Young Rob over there. Yeah. Maybe it's... this is what you have to look forward yeah, to. Cataract. You know what the trainers? Have, the trainers have always told me they go. You know, when they check somebody's back and they got a little something wrong, he goes, "You know what? If I checked your back, I probably find. You know, nine out of ten people have something wrong that they I don't bet... know." And you just kind of live with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like your, your, your spine, you know, the curvature you know, is not right. And or, if you don't know about it, that's great. Then it's because good, Because you right? don't think about it then. That's and right. so it makes it worse when you think about it. You obsess. Like, I haven't thought about cataract surgery in a year, and I've been just fine. So if I just quit thinking about it, then I won't need it. Yes, okay? absolutely. That's, yeah, but you don't want the glaucoma, okay? Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My grandmother had a glaucoma. My dad had it, I, I thought too. it was, it was like really in your bad. 80s. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, so that's, that's I our... talk. <laughs> Uh, and uh, so we await the arrival of Brian Broaddus and a full report on his eye doctor appointment coming up shortly here on Talking Cowboys. I hope it's better than his finger report. What was that? Well, he's had trouble with his fingers, right? <laughs> I think we're okay. We're okay. We're okay. <laughs> we're okay. At least we don't have any How's infectious. Your foot? 
infectious disease. <laughs> how was your visit to the infectious disease doctor? Uh, the other I day? was cleared. Okay, he good. told me that everything was fine. All game on Sunday, or yes, I'm ready to go. I I, I am not even listed on the injury report. All right, I got a. All right, I've got a second daughter now that listens to Talking oh, Cowboys. Good. Jessica listens as right well, now. and she she's learning so much about football. And so we'll get eventually <laughs> get to football here. What was her text yesterday? Let me see here. You find it? Well, it's somewhere. Which, oh, by yeah, the it was way, on a group text. Let me go back to the group text. You guys are in a little hopscotch mode. <laughs> the kids had enough. He played that one yesterday. I heard it. I heard it. I yeah. listened to the show yesterday. Aren't you proud of me? Yes. Yeah. Hate that. That's why I figured we didn't need football football talk today. <laughs> um, what did she say? I'm learning so much about football thanks to Dad's podcast. <laughs> well, there you go. All right. So we've got Jordan and Jessica aboard. Just need to get Jennifer aboard now. But. Uh, but uh, Jordan said something. It's it's so fun when y'all pick on Mickey. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Appreciate that. It's my favorite thing. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Who's got a report from practice yesterday? Rob Phillips does. You want to pass it over to me, and then yeah, I can relay right. that information. <laughs> uh, there were a couple guys limited in the game in the practice. Jeff Heath. Why don't you pass it to me, and I'll do it. <laughs> Cole Beasley. Okay. I'll just go ahead and do it here. Since I wrote the update, Malik Collins, Travis Frederick, of course, Sean Lee not practicing. Don't expect Sean to play in this game. Not nope. sure about Malik. Uh, Cole Beasley limited, Jeff Heath limited, Antoine Woods has a groin injury, their new defensive tackle. He was limited. Demarcus Lawrence, Xavier Woods full. So I think, and I think they feel pretty good about Jeff Heath playing this game too. Um, He's just trying to. He's a football player. He's a football player. Football players play football. I think he's trying to up his workload as the week goes on. I think that's right. That's what he said. That that Wednesday's not a good day, but by Sunday it becomes a good day. He said he got his ankle stepped on, Mm -hmm. so it's more of a bruise than a sprain. It sounds like, and uh, he came back and finished the game. So he he said yesterday, yeah. I mean, he was limited. I saw him. They were doing drills, and he was just kind of watching, but. Uh, he'll be there. Don't you worry about that. Well, Leighton Vanderesh had about 40 media members around his locker yesterday, mm-hmm. which happens to be right next to Sean Lee's. He's not sure if that was by design. Oh, by the I'm thinking staff. it was. Oh, <laughs> that was no coincidence. Let's, let's rest assured, Leighton, there's a reason that you're next to Sean Lee. He must have not read my mix shot last week when I pointed that out. And it's like, mm, this didn't just happen. Yeah, that's not coincidence. Now, there's a locker in between them, right? Yeah. yeah. But, but other... that, that's Sean's benefit. You know, yeah, if that's you're, right. If you're one of the captains or the big vets on this team, you kind of get a break. You get an extra locker. Mm-hmm. Because you, can get, elbow you have a big uh, group around you for interviews. There you go. That's the sole reason they do that? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. The only reason, yeah. I don't know. I, I think uh, I don't have a feel for Sean right now, but I don't this week I don't think looks good. And maybe well, I can tell you rather definitively that it's not looking good for this week. Yeah, yes. I, then, I bet he misses uh, at least two games. I asked Jason yeah. Garrett uh, during the well, the, you'll see it on the Jason Garrett show. And normally we don't discuss injuries, whatever. But I mean, everybody's day to day. He basically said that, um, yeah, we'll be without Sean this week. Yeah, so. yeah. What you can hear that Saturday night at Saturday night, 1130 on CBS 11. It gets posted on DallasCowboys.com as well. So it's no secret. And and the gist of the question was they're better fortified at that position now. They feel better about it, knowing that uh, they probably were going to face this at some point during this season because it's happened every year. Well, and I think that was the impetus for uh, using that first-round draft choice on LVE. You know, it's like, okay, we need more depth at this linebacker spot. And I think they acquired it, but not only with him, but Joe Thomas, too. And, of course, they were also filling the loss of Anthony Hitchens, too. Yes, yeah, absolutely. You know, and they, you know, and, and, the the other good thing is is I think Jalen Smith's more uh, qualified now, and that's the first thing that Jason said is yeah. he, he talked about Jalen Smith being more qualified to be able to fill those shoes. Now it's a matter of who's going to fill his leadership shoes, who's going to fill uh, the shoes that says, "Okay, we're in zone coverage here, Kayvon. You know, make sure you're deep here when the guy gets past to you, not have a 52 yard coverage bust." 
uh, like they did against Seattle. And those are the things I think Sean, you know, brings to the table more than anything else. Now, or the 82 yard drive up? or whatever it was after the Cowboys pulled within striking distance yeah. in the late third quarter of that game and Lee was not on the field. Yeah, exactly. Somebody's got to take charge. And I don't expect it to be Vander Esch. Yeah, he's a, he's you wouldn't rookie. think so. And and the, and you pro- we talked about this yesterday. The difference without Sean in there. I mean, Anthony Hitchens is a guy that got paid a lot of money to go somewhere else and be a starter. And there was a difference when he was the point man instead of Sean Lee. So it just shows you kind of he's a rare guy in terms of his instincts and his preparation. But I was impressed listening to Vander Esch in terms of just kind of yes. you, can tell, you can tell he's a serious guy and his teammates talk about it, too. He sounded confident. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if I'm out there and, and, and that's my job, I'm speaking up. You know, you can you can see it the way they play on the field, too, how quickly they react. And, and I see that with Leighton Vander Esch, his instincts out there. He's reading things, uh, you know, getting better and better all the time. But for a rookie, just watching him and even to be in position to make 11 tackles in a game, you've got to be reading and reacting. Especially when it's one out of three snaps you're mm-hmm. in. I mean, 33 snaps and he makes 11 stops. It's a pretty darn good average. Of course, Sean Lee had about 11 on that first well, he, try. No, he had a, he had <laughs> they a tied. He, they tied. Yeah, he had right. 11 too. And he basically, they about played the same amount of, uh, of snaps, I think. It, it was yeah, the other thing. Right Vander Esch was out there the second series of the game. I yeah, mean, Sean was not out there the second series, and it was it was Vander Esch and Jalen Smith out mm-hmm. there, and um, so they were. And I don't know if if it was by design, just because of the hamstring that he was already dealing with, the right hamstring, right, that they were planning on having Vander Esch out there the second series of the game, or if something cropped up. But yeah. Um, but anyway, I, um, boy, there's one play. If you go back and look at the coach's film with, with Lee and we see it, we've seen it throughout his career. He, it was a, it was a play fake to the left offenses, left side. He goes over there and basically was in position to make the tackle there. And then they tossed it right. And he got all the way back over to the other side of the field and made the tackle over there. He basically made two. He tackled two running backs or on one play. I mean, it was amazing. Sean. Yeah. Yeah. He, he tackled the fake guy and the fake guy, the real and guy. he got over about twenty-five yards over and made the other tackle. And there was a play where Vander Esch for about that. a one-yard gain. I mean, it was yeah, yeah. Vander Esch can show you that too. His ability to go across the field. He did that uh, in the game against Seattle. He did another. He just he does have all the tools. I mean. Will Disley, their their young tight end, trying to block him, just tossing him aside, shedding that block, getting a tackle behind the line of scrimmage. Plus, look at his frame. His you frame can just and his see, speed. You can yeah. just see how he's going to fill out in an NFL weight room. Just got to make sure he stays healthy. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of the other impressive thing about it. Um, and I asked him about it. Just the fact, I mean, the guy missed two two and a half weeks of training camp at the end. For a rookie, not in there, and then out out there doing a lot of the off season. I mean, stuff I, yeah. he did. Did he play in a preseason game? He played in the first one. The first one. And I don't know if he played in the last. He certainly didn't play in the last one. He didn't play in the last. So two he might have only. Least. Yeah, he might have only played in the opener. So yeah, he you know give him credit for staying ready and staying on his keys. And now I mean he might play fifty snaps in this game. We'll just have to see. I think he's a serious football player. Yep. Yep. He's got a good mentor right next to him, and Sean Lee stays invested in it even when he is uh, injured. And, and which he pointed out, too. It's like Sean might not be there, but he's there with us, hmm. and, and he's grinding that's, away That's one mentally. of the things, you know, because I was the president of the Sean Lee fan club b- <laughs> before he was drafted here. Where were you? Were you? And, he was in the he was in the green binder oh, ranked yeah. very oh, highly. I, I discovered him. I got to linebackers that year in 2010, about two weeks before the draft. And I discovered him. And back in the way I do it, a lot of times it's just I, I try to find out as much information about the player as I can. Mm-hmm. And Penn State had a great video out there on Sean Lee when he was hurt, and it was showed him. He basically was a, an extra coach. Oh, I remember a coach that. on yes. their staff. Yes, yes. And so I'm reading all this stuff about it, and then I see visual evidence of how and how 
uh, he cared about the team and he's, uh, he's like a coach on the field. And then his measurables measured up. And then you look at the combine workout and you're going, wow. I mean, this was a first round talent, but he had the injury issue and that's why he slid to the, to the second round. But it was that video of him coaching up the Penn state players where I said, that's the right kind of guy right there. And this is the guy. In fact, I was in favor of taking him in the – of course, they took Dez in the first round, and I, I didn't think Dez would fall all the way to 25 or whatever it was. I was in favor of taking Sean Lee in the first round. I was so much on, on him at that time. But that is what he's all about. And so when he, when he has been hurt in his career, he is invested in teaching whoever uh, his backup is, everything, and the people he plays alongside. You know, it was interesting. Last night we had Walt Garrison yeah, on the Cowboys Legends show, yeah. and he was talking about Don Perkins, who, of course, is in the ring of honor. And uh, you know, back then the fullback – uh, carried the football. He was a primary running back as well, but he also had to block and everything. And, and Walt was talking about Perk um, and couldn't catch a cold. <laughs> couldn't <laughs> catch, catch a cold, cold in a, in a blizzard. blizzard. <laughs> That's why Walt got an opportunity to play on third downs. But his point was Perk taught him how to play fullback in the National Football League. He said he learned a lot more from Don Perkins than he did Tom Landry about playing in the in the National Football League. And he said and Walt said he asked Perk one time, he said, "Why are you, I'm your backup. I'm trying to take your job. Why are you teaching me?" And he said, "Well, because it's for the good of the team. I want to win and I want you to be as prepared as possible if I go down." You yeah. Know? Also says a lot about Don Perkins' confidence in his own ability that no rookie's going to come in here and take my spot. True. But he wants and so Walt, when Robert Newhouse came along in the 70s, Walt Garrison was the guy that he could because he had learned from Perkins, this is what you do. This is the Cowboys' way, so to speak, yeah. uh, to teach your underling, you know, how to do this job. Kind of pay it forward, and that's right. Uh, yeah, I, I, and and it was always he's told that story so many times about like, why are you doing this? I want to beat you out, you mm-hmm. know, and yeah, and and and, and it's kind of interesting because he was pointing out when you come out of college in those days. He didn't know anything about blocking schemes or different, you know, things that they had to do, and 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 it's like Perk would tell him, you know, and uh, yeah, it's kind of a great life lesson, you know. Mickey Spagnola did the same to a young Rob Phillips. <laughs> yeah, he did about fourteen years ago. When did you first start working here? The I, first time around, I interned. Um, Parcells' first when camp. Were you on that little computer on talking uh, Cowboys? I had the um, that was the next year, right? I had the kindergarten table in 2004, and I think that's when we start. This was a TV show. And yeah. it kind of is again now, right? Uh-huh. But it was uh, it was the television network. That's and right, I was, I was Cowboys that, Channel. It's off in a corner over was there. Was that 2004? It was. Yeah. 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 Okay, so it was 14 Com- years ago. Comcast. Like Comcast TV, right? Yeah, that's six, right. 6'4", six, and my uh, knees are above the that's table right. there. Reading that's emails right. for you guys. We had six viewers, and my mom and dad were two of them. It's <laughs> <laughs> about right. It reminded me of Thanksgiving dinner when all, everybody in the family couldn't fit at the big table, and then there was this little side table. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys had me wear like a – Scott Purcell had me wear like a, a – sport coat to kind of dress me up a little bit <laughs> but i might as well have had a box of crayons over there you know what i mean <laughs> but things have changed but the point is mickey mentored rob into the man he is today and he now, did. He, and he now did. he's at the big table <laughs> <laughs> all right we've uh, taken care of eyes and thanksgiving dinner uh-huh that's right and we want you to join the party <laughs> as well. 888-855-2297. How about we take a break, await on the arrival of Brian Broaddus. Save us, Brian. take your phone calls in just a moment. Let's stick it right up your rear here. Here you go. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can Double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... Thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just... 
Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, renews monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 and less canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Dr. Pepper is the one you crave. But how do you explain that craving? Imagine being shipwrecked on a desert island, alone. Glass-like curls of surf pound the shore with Dr. Pepper-colored waves. Surrounded by desire, but you can't drink it because it's the ocean. Fish live in there. The only thing you want is Dr. Pepper, and you can't have it. Now that is a Dr. Pepper craving. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Back to Talking Cowboys. Mickey, nestle those boys in Tommy John, the yes. softest, softest, most supportive underwear out there. They're feature-packed, and they feel amazing. And if you disagree, they're backed by the best pair you'll ever wear, or they're free guarantee. Plus, shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 20% off your first order. That's TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. And we should thank Tommy John for... Sending us a couple extra ones so I can wear more during the week instead of just once. <laughs> I need a couple more. You know, I uh, you had five. You'd be set. I'm for actually. Every week. I was. I apologize for not being able to make a Wednesday appearance on Talking Cowboys yesterday because I was taping a TV show and I'm wearing the exact same clothes I wore yesterday because he didn't finish taping because, it because. Uh, the segment of the Jason Garrett show couldn't be taped yesterday, so I had to wake up at 6 a.m., take a shower immediately. And oh, get he all had to take a up. shower. Yeah, mm. and get all dressed up and everything. But I will say this, I'm not wearing the same Tommy John underwear today that I wore yesterday. Well, we are glad to hear that. <laughs> Thank God. How about when we, when we did the, uh, the draft show? And and it was over three days we would take. Oh, it, that's right. And we had to wear the same shirt and tie. <laughs> <laughs> that's the intro. That's the intro to the draft show right there. That's no, production I on meant the fly. The TV draft show. Well, oh. this. <laughs> there you go. Draft show. Yes. <laughs> that's good. That's Very good. You know, um, that old Cowboys channel, and we had an hour-long Cowboys show every night from 6 to 7 o'clock live on Comcast every night, and I had the same blue sport coat that I wore every, <laughs> every night. Single, I, just, I didn't even take it home with me. I just left it up there. You still have it? Uh, I think it's in the back of the closet. Yeah, no one ever throws away their old sport coats. Yeah. You never know when you need to the, uh, grab them. That, the Cowboys right. channel is kind of back. I don't know if... The listener knows that, but we have an app on Connected TV that you download, and That's we've right. got a 24-7 channel on there. That's, That's basically all, right. all the time. Yeah. That's yes. Right. A lot better content, too, than we yeah. had back in 2004. I can't specify which device, but if, <laughs> if you have a device on your TV that has an app store, search Cowboys Now, and uh, you can watch us live on there every day and on demand. I've all got the that app, as everything. a matter of fact. Yeah, check that out. Mm-hmm. It's live 24-7 now. So I don't have an app on my TV. I guess I need a new and, TV, huh? And the you know what caused the demise of the original Cowboys channel? Us. NFL Network. NFL Network. Yeah, it's true. See, Jerry was ahead of the ball game, had, our, had his own channel, and then NFL Network came along and... Slapped his hands. Yep, and said, nope, local... the." Um, the individual teams could not have their own channels. I think what he talked because I think us, Atlanta, and <clears throat> maybe one other team had done the same thing, and they told him, you know, why would you have create competition for your own channel? That's because they were saying that owners owned NFL Network. Because we have figured out since then on the college level <laughs> that it does not work to have a one of the individual institutions have their own network instead of the league instead of the league having a network but would would be talking about in fact it, in fact, it hasn't uh, even helped the individual institution in order to 
No comment. <laughs> the oh, Aggie, God, the Aggie does not comment. comment. Okay, I've got uh, – are you concerned about the injuries at defensive tackle at all? And with Dayton Jones going on injured reserve, of course the Cowboys signed Karan Reed, as you right. pointed out yesterday. Well, he better be ready to go mm-hmm. because if, if even if uh, Woods is limited, uh, Antoine Woods, uh, you know, they're going to need him be be good to go and you you hope he's in good enough shape to at least give you 20 some snaps and of course the cowboys had him in the preseason late in the preseason right and this is a guy that a lot of people probably haven't heard of that much oh let's have a drum roll (laughs) but there he is come on kent i need a drum roll right now i walked out of my drops machine oh it's the arrival of brian brought us and he could see well enough to find this I think his eyes show. might be dilated still. Yeah. Because he's, he's squinting, squinting as he comes right in now. here. You are squinting. Uh-huh. Did they dilate him? Do you need sunglasses? They're dilated, folks. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, wow. This ought to be a lot of fun. Did you? Wow. Did they give you the big sunglasses to wear when you left? Yeah, it was kind of ridiculous. God, <laughs> where are the sunglasses? You you wear need wear to wear I left them in the car. Oh no! Oh. I kind of looked like uh, hanging out with Mickey at the old man <laughs> rest home. I was going to say they're they're <laughs> me the and re- Mickey at, uh, hang walking along Lakeshore Drive together. They're going the down retirement to Gip- sunglasses. <laughs> We're going to Gibson's to have us a prime rib sandwich. <laughs> oh, this have is going to be fun, boys. Have you seen those that oh, they yeah. give you? It's so bright oh, in here. Why? Is the show been this bad that you guys are talking? about me in dilated eyes we, right now what's going on we've been talking no. a lot of eyes by the way eyes. you did a good job on your program i listened to you on 105.3 good stuff uh about oh, romo this morning. And, yeah this romo morning. and all that in. stuff uh, yeah. you're, you're struggling right now we can dim these lights if you would no think. i'm good let's go okay Take it, just Am I really that squinty? I get, you I feel are. You're very squinty right now. Yeah. Squinty. Let's right. make sure we get up close. Let's just keep the keep the camera yeah, on. The, there <laughs> you can see. Can you see my eyes? They look dilated, folks. You should have kept the sunglasses. I can see the problems with this team. Trust me. <laughs> Scout's eye. Scout's eye. So, Bill, you look uh, good. What's going on? So How are you, are you doing? Are you good? <laughs> yeah, we're, good. What are we talking were about? we? Yeah, where were we? Uh, we're, we're talking tra- defensive tackles. and Our defensive tackles uh, or their defensive tackles? Our defensive tackles and the uh, health of them. The health of them. This is scary, guys. Mm-hmm. It's not good right now, I don't think. Well, yeah. you lose Jones and yeah. Woods is limited, but Karan Reed should be healthy yeah. and, and fresh and fresh legs and ready to go. Yeah. And, and one of the reasons I bring it up, Tom Pelissero has a report that the Browns increase defensive tackle Brian Price's practice squad salary from the minimum $7,600 a yeah. week to $37,000 a week, which well, is like guess. $690,000 a year after the Cowboys and Packers tried to poach him per sources. Yeah. Price played for both teams, of course, previously, as well as the Raiders. Browns, so, Browns it, have come a long way, huh? Yeah, Browns holding players. They're keeping That's guys right. in their practice squad rather than an active yeah. roster somewhere else. Wow. Somebody brought that up. Why didn't the, guys, the Cowboys go after Price? And it's like, they did. Yeah. They, they didn't Price wasn't right. Yeah, for him it was. He got some, uh, and he was just let go by the Raiders last week. Yeah, he, he was, was signed to Cleveland's practice squad. Yep. So the opportunity was there last week, right? But uh, the Cowboys didn't have as much of a need until Dayton Jones got hurt on yeah. Sunday. Cleveland it, keeps getting in the way. Yeah, yeah. you know, and who John, was some people may say, was it Dar- okay, Darius Jackson, they they uh, coached yeah. last year, yeah. Some some might say, okay, well, ago. why? Two, yeah. even though they increased his. Pay and yeah. they increased it you know, a lot. I mean, that's right. six hundred ninety thousand dollars. Yeah, it's like a veteran minimum. Isn't that's that right, right, Mick. Can that yeah. right the veteran minimum? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And so, but people may say, okay, yeah, but he's still on their practice squad. Why would he not take the opportunity to be on the active roster for the Cowboys or the Packers? And this is a guy who's now bounced around from the Packers. He was a waiver claim by the Cowboys. Cowboys releasing. He goes to the Raiders. Now he's Brown's practice squad. And even not from – okay, they've, they've not only matched what he would make for the Cowboys on the active roster, mm-hmm. they've exceeded it to some extent. And for him, he, you know, since he's been a nomad, you know, bouncing around the league and they feel like that they are investing in him – it from his perspective, and a lot of players might have the same thinking that okay, they are committed to me. If yeah. I go to the Cowboys, I've got to be on their active roster for four weeks, three, three weeks, three weeks, three. But then three weeks from now, I may be out on the street again. Especially when they've got. Uh, well, I don't know if they would get rid of him, but you know, what? okay, if I could circle back all the things you're saying, Bill, why would he not take the accrued season? You know, why would you not yeah, take the that's, opportunity? That's the other part of if it, you're yeah. thinking about free agency in the future and benefits, 
To me, I would How go. How many weeks do you I have think, to be? I think it's six to be in yeah. a crude season. So, he, like you said, he's, he's not guaranteed, even if he's signed to an active roster, to get in a crude season here. Yeah, but at least you have a chance. You have a yeah. shot at it. Yeah, but on the practice squad, he's yeah. probably yeah. already acquired three weeks because he was let go. Well, maybe they two, were at least two weeks. Maybe yeah. his I, agent was worried that when David Irving became eligible next week, yeah, well, part of the part of the guarantee from the Browns is probably that by a certain point of the season we are going to put you on the active roster, or, or he's going to figure out that he needs to go get that accrued season somewhere right. else. Right. You know, the, yeah. if if the if yeah, the, at, at a certain point, whatever yeah. that whatever. That the cut number off of weeks yeah. that he needs, then yeah, yeah. so uh, that makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, I, I just couldn't imagine giving up a year just so you could be now you, you, the travel and all that. I, I get that, and you know, good for John Dorsey to hold the player there. I, I really liked Karan Reed. I don't know if you how you guys got into some conversations. I thought the last couple of games that he played. Uh, he was pretty good. I mean, especially in that uh, in that Houston game. I know Brad Sham and I called his name quite a bit, and he's going to have to play that one technique yeah. because that's that seems to be where they're having the the bit of the struggle right now. Even uh, the guy Christian Ringo is who they signed yesterday. I heard some whispers that Chris, Christian Ringo got some work with the seconds mm. yesterday. So that just shows you that they're kind of in a little bit of a dire straits as far as the depth in there at that one technique. Well, Collins uh, is not playing. Yeah, Collins is – yeah, Collins is – I mean, he's probably Collins out is, another yeah, week Collins doesn't so. miss games, but he did. He missed a game last week. And, you know, they're trying to get him healthy, get him back. But, you know, David Irving returns next week. But what is David Irving? He's your three, right? Right. So, you know, they, they've, got, they've got some issues that they're having to deal with right now uh, as far as, you know, they're, they're, they have to figure out. I, I don't, I'm trying to figure out here who might – you know, you have to let somebody go for Irving. Do you do it yeah. on the defense? Is Daniel Ross, you know, maybe? I don't know. We got 17 receivers we're dealing with right now. We can figure that out. <laughs> no question. No, I, I, I'm, I'm making a joke about that. That's, hey, right. but, but you're right, Mickey. You're, you're, you're thinking, you know, you're thinking defensive tackles and, you know, you're going to get one back next week, but it just doesn't help you at the one technique right now because you don't. It's really, it's, if Malik Collins was healthy, you know, then maybe you could kind of get by and stuff with Reed. Reed's a veteran player. I think he'll do just fine. That was what I was going to say. I think when he walked in, people don't know much about him, but he has started games in this league. He has. Um, so he's a guy I think you could plug in. And the thing about the Houston game, Jason Garrett never says specifically, this player stood out in the game to me. He never does that. He doesn't not- like to compare players, and he doesn't mm-hmm. usually give praise to players. But he did that with well, Ron I should say the praise of yeah. – with, so. with the – Oh, the preseason game. Yeah. He did that after he the was, Houston game. Well, he was super active in that game. Yeah, he and was. I mean, if you can get, you know, you know, last week was really the opportunity I felt like to kind of take advantage of some inside players. Now, this week will be a little bit different challenge because you know I I, I wrote about this for day today for DallasCowboys.com. The matchups. Keep an eye on Crawford playing the three or the under tackle playing against Frank Ragnow, who is the rookie from Arkansas. Bill, I don't know, you mm-hmm. might have seen him play in some games in college and stuff. A center by trade playing guard, but he's one of those belly-to-belly blockers I like to talk about that gets real close. He, uh, Crawford's quickness will give this guy some problems. So if they can attack, if you want a little bit of an area, uh, you know, and now you have a little defensive line concern, but if you want a, a, some positivity, Crawford inside against Frank Ragnow, I think would be one of those things to keep an eye on because if he could be disruptive, you got to do something about this, this Lions – and it's hard for me to say it's their running game with 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 Carryon Johnson now run their ability. It looks like for one week they've kind of said, okay, we need to run the ball. We need to be better at it. You know, you're going to need some guys to get up the field and be a little bit disruptive, and maybe that's where you do it. Ragnar you know, was their uh, first round pick, correct? He was, and he was credited up there with a couple key blocks that sprung Carryon Johnson for right. first down right. runs. Right, and I, maybe it was because they were playing Tom Brady and said, look, we got to yeah. keep him off the field. But all of a sudden, yeah, they they found something with the running game, which they have not had a running game in years up there. And well, this, this kid may be the answer. It's yeah. their first 100-yard rushing game in yeah. five years. Yeah, yeah. exactly. The Cowboys, Bush, had, right? Cowboys have had 33. Yeah, and there, there's the there's the flip side of this, though. I, I'm, I'm all for Seattle game plan this week, being Seattle, what they did to the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. If, if, until Detroit proves to me that they can stop the run, I'm going to run this football. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try. I'm going to. I'm going to make this. 
if it, you know, it's a noon game. If it's over at 105, I'm okay with that. <laughs> you know? But, you know, uh, <laughs> me too. At Jason, Jason pointed out yesterday about Karan Reed that he can play either spot. He's yeah. not just a one, that he yeah. could play some three. Right now they need him as a one. <laughs> so they need him as a yeah. one. Yeah. But if you yeah. need somebody else to help Crawford at the three, although in the game against Seattle, we did see them in some instances moving Demarcus Lawrence inside yeah. uh, in, in pass rush situations. So they gave up a huge play. <laughs> that 19 in, yard. Inside, yeah, mm. that, they flipped. They, they flipped. Because we were trying. We, we kind of pointed out last week that Seattle inside was not going to be good. So what they tried to do was create some matchups inside. And I think it got him. It bit him on that play that went to CJ Procise that went to the outside. We couldn't really figure out, okay, is that taco drop in? Is that linebacker? But the linebacker was blitzing through the A gap. That was taco. Yeah. Okay. He was supposed to peel off. There we go. Mm-hmm. Mickey, Mickey lives here. He knows. All right. Let's go to Michael in New York. You're up on Talking Cowboys. My violation sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Hi, Michael. Everyone. Michael. Hi, everyone. How are you? Good. good. Thanks. Yeah. Good, good. All right. So, um, you know, we, we hear a lot. We talk a lot. I know you guys probably get sick of hearing about We're all healthy. the complaints about the coaching, the play calling, et cetera. But that, in my opinion, will sort itself out at the end of the season based on the results of these last 13 games. Yes, sir. So I agree. Of, I agree. Instead of Right. So instead of, you know, wasting breath about that, one thing as a fan that concerns me, you know, I, I was around, you know, during the days when maybe I wish that Stephen would have taken the reins from Jerry sure. and shown a little bit more restraint when it came to some spending and things like that. And now I think we're, we've kind of gone too far the other way. And I would just like us to have been more aggressive over this last year or two at times to help surround this quarterback with the weapons that he needs so that you can really get a good evaluation of the player going forward. Um, and last year there were enough problems around him with the bad situation on the offensive line in the Atlanta game, um, the burning of Atlanta, as Jerry called it, uh, the, the decline of receivers like Des and so forth, there were some external reasons that you could use to attribute to Dak's decline in the second half of the year. But now we're in a point where we've lost some of those reasons, um, and you know, Des was shipped away and, and Witten retired and so forth. And now we're in a situation where um, I think that we have probably one of the worst groups in terms of wide receiver and tight end to support the quarterback in the league. And now we're in a position where they're kind of getting close to the point where they have to make a decision on what to do with the quarterback going forward. And while I very much have my doubts about the quarterback and his unwillingness to throw the ball down the field, I really wonder if we shot ourselves in the foot with making a clean evaluation of him. Uh, in that respect, in terms of surrounding them with weapons. So I just wanted to know what you all thought of hey, that. Hey, Mike, can I ask you a question, sir? Yes, sir. Uh, you know, they, they were thinking about that Sammy Watkins thing. They were trying to spend money there. Is that the right thing to do, or is that, you know, the wrong thing? And, and, I, and I'll ask you another yep. question, too, about what's your theory about them signing their own? Does that, does that not constitute trying to do stuff in free agency when you're signing your own? Yeah, as far as Watkins, I almost threw up in my mouth when sure. I heard um, sure. that they wanted Watkins See, uh, and, and, yeah. and probably near the rate. I, I don't think they were far off from what he got with Kansas City from what I was able to gather. Sure. So, yeah, believe me, when I say I'd like them to be Oh, no, you're in New York, right? You know this. You, uh, right. I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't want them, you know, to be like a drunken sailor and throw their money all over the place. Sure. But, uh, as far as the, the other part of your question there, um, I very much believe, like – I, you know, to my friends and so forth and to my son, who, who is very much a fan, um, you know, I, I always consider when they extend a Zach Martin, extend a Travis Frederick, et right. cetera. To me, that is like buying yourself a premium player. Exactly. That counts. Exactly. I very much, yeah. very much believe that. Could be Lawrence but next year. I mean, that's kind of where this thing's going, right? It, that's right. Okay. And what I'm talking about is when you only get so many draft picks. Right. So, and especially premium picks, anything past the third round, maybe the fourth round is kind of a lottery ticket. Um, So to me, we've become too reliant 
on being perfect there in the draft. Okay. Okay. Which no matter what you do is a crapshoot to some extent. And, True. and I love the draft. Um, but to me, when we rely on, um, you know, will to hit it out of the park there every time, and then to also find us a gem as a street free agent, like an Antoine Woods type. And I give a yep. lot of credit to, yeah. to them for some of their fines, but it just hasn't been enough. And so really, that's just my concern. No, your bottom, the bottom line is, real quick, and thank you for the call. It's an excellent call, well thought out. Uh, his concern is the evaluation of the quarterback. And I think he, and you he's, know, he's, he's not on a bad a, point, he right? He's on to something. Because now. how do you do it yeah. if you're sitting there going, well, I'm not sure yeah. about these and, tight ends. Yeah. I'm not sure they, about the they, wide receivers. Boy, Mickey, you're right. They put a lot on this quarterback that they can go with no bell cow wide receiver and say, okay, we'll play with a group. And and he's right about the tight ends. I feel I feel sorry. I said this yesterday. I feel sorry for Jeff Swain because Jeff Swain is having to play James Hanna's role, right. and he's not equipped to play James James Hanna's right. role. You know, and that's and that's the problem with this right now. And he he's absolutely right. There, you know, I will say this, and I'm, I appreciate him going with the the approach of let's evaluate at the end of the year. Let's evaluate the coaching staff. Let's evaluate the players. I just have a feeling that this evaluation of the coaching staff will be tied into what with the quarterback. I as think well. I think from a front office perspective, this might work out okay for Dak either way. Whether it goes new, new coach comes in and says, well, "Okay, this is what I can do with him." Well, I think I, I if mean, a new well, coach comes in from a, if a new coach from a front office perspective, I think if if this continues on where they struggle offensively, I could see the front office saying, "Well, we need to surround him with better talent." If we do that, I think we'll, he'll be a better quarterback. I don't know what the future holds for him for a, from a contract standpoint. Got one but, more year after this, right? But if he's able to ha- turn turn this around, have a good season w- with a cast that yes is is largely unproven and new, then he gets a lot of credit for that too. Absolutely. So I think either way, there he earns it, his money there. It, maybe it's yeah. possible. Um, but he made he made some valid points. I think it just goes back to the front office felt like we spent a second round pick on a top tier guard prospect. And they weren't counting on Travis Frederick to be in the condition he's in right now. If you have that badass pick on Gallup, too, yeah, who yeah, we all that too. who, who, who the, the draft show absolutely loved that too. Yeah, but I think they they were counting on again the running game, this dominant offensive line, and they can fit some pieces around that with Zeke. And and right now, I mean, I think not having Travis and and some some transition on the line, it's not the offense maybe that we expected so far. Can I ask a question, See, Bill? Yes, oh, sorry. you can. If given Travis Frederick's health or a number one wide receiver, or oh, excuse me, I shouldn't say health, Travis Frederick's availability or a number one wide receiver, if you had to take one right now to help, which one you go with? I want a healthy Travis. I want that line stable the way because we've seen what they can do when they're at full strength. We've seen it, and and it's just it's not it's, full strength right it, now. Yeah, and it just hasn't been right. the same. I agree. Yeah. yeah. So agree. and and then. <clears throat> With regards to the number one right receiver. Yeah. So what I said yesterday about kind of squeezing down the yeah. rotation. At, sure. So I like I, I'm idea, looking at this, and Beasley's got 12 catches. Yeah. All right. And then Deontay Thompson has nine. Yeah. And I'm not counting Zeke, and I'm not counting Austin. Jeff Swain. Okay. And then it's five for Tavon Austin. Yeah. Three for Gallup, yeah. Hearns two it. for Terrence Williams, and Hearns has four. Yeah. So you can say you spread it out, but you've spread it out where there's been no pro- productivity. From yeah, it. and I'm not talking targets yeah. because yeah. no, I know that you're. I'm not. Really we don't gonna... have that here, but yeah. just catches. Yeah. You know, Michael Gallup, one catch each game. Yeah. Now he should have had two. Yeah. Right. We can right. we right. can argue about that. Right. But still, what about three or four? Michael, Give them those opportunities. Michael Gallup for four for fifty-eight yards every game would have been really nice right now, right? You know, something like that. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe, well, maybe you know that opportunity he had coming across the field in Carolina would have kind of got him going. So let me let me ask. Okay, we got two for the offensive line. Are you saying Mickey wide receiver would help more? No, I, I I'm still stuck on the offensive line, okay. but but we don't know if somebody here can be. I'm. I'll go the other. I'll take your receiver. You'll take the receiver. I'll take, take your, the receiver. I'll take the receiver, because I think Joe Looney has been good enough. But I, I, I need somebody. That's why I'm. I'm asking for Tavon Austin or Cole Beasley. Somebody just get the ball in somebody's hands 
that can make plays. Give me a little juice. Give me a little but more I, I, I don't. You guys. I think I, my I point is maybe that no, guy's there, no, no. but hasn't had the opportunity. Has, you you guys are right about the line, though. You're right about the line, and and but I would I would I would sacrifice having Travis Frederick right now if I knew I had somebody on the outside that can get me eight for eighty nine. So you're and a saying touchdown. What, so what you're saying is okay, Frederick, fine, we can withstand that if we had Sammy Watkins on the outside. Well, I don't know if it's Sammy Watkins. But I'm just saying yeah, as if, a name. If, if it's somebody, just yeah. somebody Michael brought up you know, and I asked him the Sammy Watkins question because they tried to spend money on a wide receiver to get him yes. they tried to get him a weapon. They tried to spend a lot of money on a guy. Yeah, they, they tried. Yeah, they didn't. And it just, didn't work. Yeah. It didn't work. Yeah. So I I, I I do appreciate your guys' answer because I don't think it's wrong. But man, if you just give me somebody that can help this quarterback a little bit, and I'm not saying that these other guys haven't tried to help, maybe that's what they are. Maybe that's what I, I hope that Michael Gallup is better than one catch a game. I hope that. That's my. That's my. You know, Thompson has been a, a, a nice surprise. Get Austin involved. You know, Hearns is the one that I kind of thought. It, remember, we were all discussing Hearns. It was. If we had, if he had the same number as Des, sixty-eight for however many yards and how many, you know, we would Six be touchdowns. Yeah, we'd be happy. Mm-hmm. We'd be elated. We can't even get that right now. Right. So and, um, I'm sorry. Bill, I look I, at um, dilated eyes. Come here and well, take over your show. I, um, you know, you're talking about targets and how many receptions, whatever. Look at how many snaps too. The snap percentage. You look at the Lions and Marvin Jones is on the field ninety-four percent of the snaps. Right. Kenny Galladay, 91%, and Golden Tate, 80%. That's a plays, good way to look at plays it. Plays right into Mickey's theory. Yeah, that plays, plays right, right into so okay. Those so are the switching three over, guys. I'm yeah. switching over to the Cowboys now, and snap counts. Just a second. You want me to look no, that no, up No, no, you guys are quick? not. You, I got it right you, here. You guys are right. not wrong about this. Here, You're not wrong. Cole Beasley, 65% has yeah. the most percentage, okay? 100, 115 snaps. That's, that's during 11 personnel, right? Alan Hearns, 59%. Play some slot, too. Okay. Deontay Thompson, 45%. Michael Gallup, 45%. Terrence Williams, 22%. And Tavon Austin, 27%. So Tavon Austin percentage needs to go up. It just it needs to go so up. So what we have... Hand the, hand the ball to Zeke and get Tavon Austin involved. What we have here is socialized <laughs> yeah, wide I'm receiver. Good with that. Oh, no, you're right about this. Yeah, right? There you go. Yeah, Everybody gets socialism. a little bit. Becky yeah, yeah. is... Pinpointed it. It's socialism. Socialism. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We continue on Talking Cowboys in just a moment. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... Thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit directtvnow.com. DirecTV now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 and less canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel anytime. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. While a player can look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than specs and features as well. you got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. To experience one for yourself, visit your local Texas John Deere dealer or go to myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. Back to Talking Cowboys. Want to use what the pros use or what each one of us uses? 
Jack Black is the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Get your Jack Black Playmaker for JB Phase plus full size lip balm for just 10 bucks with free shipping at getjackblack.com. Use code Cowboys. Has anybody used the lip balm yet? I have not. Anybody? I, I have. I enjoy you it. Have. Not as much as you have. You were going for no, like a month but, straight on that bed. But I didn't have their lip balm. That was probably the reason why I couldn't get rid of what I was trying to get rid of. <laughs> I, I was what about were you to try to get rid of. I, yeah, I was. About, <laughs> it was. It was. Brought us glob on oh, my lower whoa, lip. Whoa! What? Yeah. That he kept pointing out. Oh. Mickey, Mickey was. Mickey had this. <laughs> it was. Go, Mickey had this thing going, and I'm like. Should I tell him about it? I think he knows. <laughs> Maybe. It wasn't spread in enough. It, it was, was just kind of like, this glob sitting there on the edge. I was wondering. Kinda, <laughs> you know, that was kind of the same time my foot was having problems. Yeah. I wonder if I had two problems. You, had, you, you just... had foot in mouth disease, Mickey. He's <laughs> a cow. <laughs> isn't, isn't there a disease like that? Yeah. Hoof and mouth. I think hoof there and is. Mouth, yeah. Or hoof and mouth. Yeah. Hoof and mouth, yeah. Hey, Cabo, Texas is coming to AT&T is Stadium. Why do you use this voice when you read this? Read? <laughs> I don't know. This go, is not your typical yeah, festival. Kabu, Texas offers an adult escape, Mickey, uniquely curated to appeal to all five of your senses. Curated. Brian, with world-class music, hilarious comedy, incredible cuisine, craft libations, inspiring contemporary art, and personal indulgences. You can expect the inaugural Kabu, Texas music lineup to feature a variety of chart-topping hits, legendary rockers, bucket list performers, and new acts you'll be excited to discover. Get your early bird passes now at KaboomTexas.com. Kent, you're there you totally vibing right now. Kent, right. Kent gets it. He just he so gets this. <laughs> how about we go to Brian in Denver? Oh, Brian, yes. how are you doing? Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. No problem. Sure. Uh, first time, long time. I'm flying out to the game Sunday morning, um, so that'll be great. And uh, my prediction is Cowboys by eight. Um, Got you down. I've, yeah, thanks. One thing I found interesting yesterday, listening to listening to Zeke. Um, when he was asked about 2016, because that seems to come up a lot, is yes, he said he says he said that they're running a, di- a different scheme um, than in t- 2016, and so I was wondering if that change was last season. Um, no, I no. haven't heard you guys talk about it. Uh, um, he was referring to Detroit's defense. The question, oh, uh, the question was, can you take anything from last time you played Detroit? Yeah. And he pointed out that they have a different defensive coordinator. He wasn't talking about the Cowboys. Paul Pasqualoni. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. sure. I think he mentioned it twice, but I'll, I'll go back and look. But I just found that, that pretty interesting. Yeah, it's, it's he was talking about Detroit at that point. And he said there's no Uh-oh. sense going back to 2016. He, and he pointed out that we have changed. We have new personnel. We're not the same team. And Detroit has a different defensive coordinator. Thank God Mickey listens. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. You, yeah. You're a better listener than me because no, I, I took yeah. it as, as yeah. the Cowboys were running a different scheme, and, and I was wondering. And when actually, the heck, and, when the heck and, that was. In answer to Rob's question the other day, when I said I I, I listened to uh, not only talk radio, but I've been listening to things on the app on my in the car, and that I listened to Zeke again this morning. Yeah, there you by go. The way. Nice. What did you think? Of so Zeke? it paid off. Thank you very much, Brian, for yeah, that call. Thanks, Brian. That was great. Um, what did you think of Zeke's interview yesterday with the media? I thought he was pretty good. I thought he was, too. I, He's I been great was... all year. Uh, insightful. Yes. He, I, yeah, I, 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 I said really on the air it. last night, we ran a soundbite from him on Channel 11. I came out of it, and I said, I don't know that I've heard Zeke talk with that kind of passion before. And uh, He was I, more forthcoming. He wasn't guarded. It wasn't, and, and it made me think, you know, last year I, everything was so guarded. It was tough for him last right. year. I don't mm-hmm. think he really wanted to talk closer. about that stuff. And, and yeah. I mean, even when he wasn't talking, to, asked about that stuff, yeah. even talking yeah. football stuff, he was very guarded. It was closer to but, his rookie year, but a little bit more informative. Because his rookie year, I think he, I don't know if he was so uh, distrusting of the media. I don't know what happened at Ohio I think Cowboy State. fans should like what they heard from him yesterday. Yes, because I thought he so too. pissed off. 
Yeah. And, he and he sounded, also he sounded like we got to do something about that. And he also you know? kind of made a joke in the middle of the whole thing too, mm-hmm. which you know he's usually just kind of flat lines. You mm-hmm. know, I, I thought he was good. He was good, and he and he answered the questions the way he should have. It's like, well, yeah, should you carry the ball more? Well, yeah, but you know, let's look at what happened. He right. goes, we we we're down seventeen points. We can't be wasting time. With a, we got to play better early in the game. Eight-minute drive. Take a lead in the game, and then we can give me the ball in the second half, kind of like what Seattle did the other day, right. Brian brought us. I love that game plan. And, mm-hmm. he almost, put, and he put himself as part of that, too. Yeah. I mean, he made right. some key mistakes Obviously. that cost them points. and um, It was almost like he was schooling the media. Like, yeah. hey, this is what you should know. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's well, not going to. it's pretty easy to figure out, really. Right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know Which what? Which is why he you probably had a lot of passion in his voice. Like, can't you people figure this out? I give Todd Archer. Not really. Todd Archer, yeah. VSP in Dallas, did a great job. He tweeted out, he's getting Zeke is getting the same percentage of touches per game as he's gotten throughout his career. It's just a matter of the situation and the number of plays they're getting. They're getting, mm-hmm. they're getting about, I think the two losses, they've had 44 plays and 50 plays on offense. That is just not a lot. No, so, not enough. Not enough. So, you know, and where he's gotten a lot of – Bill, I think you said this – where he's gotten a lot of his carries in wins have been just salting away games in the fourth, fourth quarter. Right. Yeah, that's right. where that's where like really what Chris up. Carson did the other day yeah. with like 15 carries after yes. the three-minute mark of the third quarter. How about this? 57 plays, 50 plays, and 58. They haven't had a 60-play yeah. game yet. They used, to just, they used to maul you with that. Well, Dak Prescott has – I've got the snap counts in front of me. He has 176 snaps. So divide that by three. That's less than sixty snaps a game yeah. for the offense. And the and and the defense has played sixty one, sixty seven, and sixty seven. And uh, let's see, like uh, Cheeto and Byron Jones, who have ninety nine percent of the snaps, two hundred two snaps for each of them. You know, it's going to sound crazy as as much as we want offense to do what they need to do. This game might come down to the defense. In a way of, and and I mean, I think offense will find a way to get some some traction. Can the defense hold up with those three wide receivers you're talking about, and then Matthew Stafford throwing the football and the quarterback, which we talked yeah. about early in the yeah. week when I said, yeah. "Is this the best offense they've played, or yeah. at least the best quarterback?" This absolutely. Is, this is going to well, be a the lot best of, quarterback with the best weapons. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of bunch and chase. You know, get ready. Mm-hmm. I mean, this they 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 will they will find a way to get receivers all grouped up. And then and Tony Romo even talked about this with Ben and Skin the other day is that, you know, to, to make up for some of your deficiencies, how do you get people open in routes? You could have the same concepts, the same schemes, but you bunch them up, you scatter them, you know, but you run the same routes out of that. We, we, we all uh, – Rob's not old enough for this. Maybe he is. Mm-hmm. Joe Gibbs ran, you know, the counter tray. He mm-hmm. ran the counter tray over and over and over again, but he did it out of different formations. Yes. So, you know, that's you get good at something, but you run it out of different formations. And this is really what the Lions will, will do. And, and just especially now that they've got a little bit of a running game with on Johnson, I think Dallas has to be worried about that. But how well can the secondary play? They can't afford safety busts. You know, they can't afford depth problems. They can't afford letting guys run across the field. Because then this guy starts scoring points. Now you're really in trouble, you know. I mean, you know, Dallas is going to probably play in a lot of tough, tight games but you can't let them get up a lead like Seattle did. That's just it just it's just it's hard on this offense to do. Even though I think that they're going to have some success because I don't think Detroit really can play the run all that well. I really don't. So it's one run, thing that New England had going for them. In yeah, that and game. they just but they couldn't, you know, but Detroit got a little bit of a lead and all of a sudden Brady started missing passes. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I think this is going to be I think the Dallas secondary is going to have a big big hand in this one this week just because of what uh, you know they don't really have a tight end. Detroit doesn't have a tight end. You have to deal with, but they got three receivers. You got to deal with. So you wrote about a guy in. yesterday, Galladay, who was a big target in the yeah, red zone. Absolutely. Yeah. So absolutely. nickel defense the whole game. Yeah, get ready, get ready. A lot of lot of chase, a lot of chasing going on. It's like hitting the ant pile. Yeah, and then everybody kick, scatters. Kick yeah. the ant pile and watch the ants go. There you go. It's no holiday when you go up against Kenny oh, Galladay. Oh, very Galladay. good. Galladay, Galladay. <laughs> Talking Cowboys <laughs> returns tomorrow, we think. I could see. We hope. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?